Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great new product lines Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Sunbury Motors has them all. And. Not only that, great pre-owned inventory. They go through just over a 100-point inspection on each one, which is great. And they do a fabulous job with each and every one of them. So you have the Sunbury Motors guarantee of that pre-owned vehicle. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call today. A former State College spike gets it done for the Pirates. Three and two on Stallings. And a fly ball hit well to left. Fam is back toward the track, near the wall, off the wall. Jacob Stallings into second base with a game-tying double. How about the cheetah? Loves those lefties. What an at-bat. Greg Brown, Bob Walk. And the Pirates TV network is former Spike Jacob Stallings. Ties the game with a two-run double in a game that the Pirates won last night. In a game that the Pirates won last night. Uh. <laughs> Dick Girardi and I ex- are exchanging text messages. And as usual, his are funnier. All right. Um. <laughs> so the Nets are going to be short-handed tonight. But again, every time you turn around, I don't know. I, I don't. I understand, and I think I laid out, by the way, factually, that during the bubble, they played 3.4 games a week. That in the second half of the season, in order to get the 72 games, because they're trying to close the gap so they have a wider off-season They're playing 3.75 games per week. But maybe it's just it's generational on my part. I'm not an athlete. Anybody knows, looks at me knows that. But I still work for a living. How many days off a year do I take? How many days off have I taken in the last two years? 
Seven? I haven't had a vacation in two years. I mean, now I realize I'm not out there running and jumping and exerting myself, but I'm working 260 days a year plus travel. I'm probably work. I'm working, you know, 320 plus days a year, just like you are. I'm looking at all of you. You're doing the same thing I'm doing. How many days off a year do you get? And they're well compensated and still getting days off. I've never seen an organization ever that seemed on the surface to fear its employees. And they, that's what they are. I don't care what anybody says. You know, we don't want to have the word owner. No, you're, you're employees. They fear their workforce. They don't want to say anything against them. They don't want them upset. Okay. That's the approach you're going to have. Don't be surprised when the general public says, okay, great. Uh, let's go to the Sixers-Nets game. Should be a big game tonight. They're both 37-17. and 17. Oh. Oh, you know, all those guys aren't playing. When the workforce tells you that they don't think it's important, what's that supposed to tell the consumer? When the workforce tells you in no uncertain terms it's not important to show up for work that night, is the I, I think I'll go buy season tickets. No, that's not the message. You need to be working hard in anything you do. To cultivate your consumer in anything. I don't care whether it's radio or Geisinger or Wise Markets, real estate, what Lisa does, how hard Bart Peters has to work, everybody. Dr. Dunnigan, everybody. Okay, How hard do they work at Sunbury Motors all the time and Sunbury Motors Kia? trying to give the best experience to customers so that they can, in turn, have them as repeat customers for life because you got to work hard to do that. How hard do you have to work at Purdy Insurance every day so that you look at them and say, you know what, the pros, pros. Okay. Brewers Outlet wants you to keep showing up. They got to work hard to keep earning your trust. Now, when these guys play, they play hard. Okay, got it. I mean, I nobody respects what an athlete does. 
more than me. My goodness, my business is surrounded by the ability to call games of great athletes over and over again. Maybe not, you know, summer NBA like Lamar Stevens. By the way, Lamar Stevens ended up getting a four-year contract with the Cavs. I think it was yesterday. I, I think I blurted out, uh, you know, he's off the two-way contract. All right, I I jumped the gun and I apologize about jumping the gun on that, but you know, okay, but they announced it officially today. He gets a multi-year deal, it's a four-year deal with the Cavs. Uh, it's not guaranteed. Uh, three years and then the team option uh, for the fourth. I mean, nobody has greater respect for what athletes do and what they put their bodies through on an everyday basis than I do. But there is a point where when you sign the contract, don't you commit? Right? You know the season's 82 games. Don't you commit to it? It's part of the life of of being a professional athlete. And you're well compensated for it. You're well compensated for it. I'm not saying they deserve a day off here and there, but you look at what the Nets do. And they got all sorts of guys that hardly ever play. I mean, now Durant got hurt, but I mean, Durant's been out already 19 games this year. Every time you turn around, Kyrie Irving needs another day off. Really? And you're, and if you're sitting in the NBA office and you're trying to promote your sport that people need to watch, you need to watch us. Well, do you need to watch tonight's uh, next Sixers game if you're a neutral party? Nope. You've got to work hard to cultivate your fan base all the time. The only thing I say about players working hard, Steve, and it's, and it's true 99.9% of the time, but even James Harden showed up to Houston camp when he wanted out. He took himself out of games, and he was not in shape. Oh, no, it's, that's, that's the problem. There it is. That, yeah, we talked about that. I mean, okay, let me ask you something. How many games does Tom Brady sit out? You know, except for the year that he, that he, he tore his knee. How many games does Tom Brady sit out? He gets hit. How many games does he sit out? Until he get hurt, how many games does Saquon Barkley sit out? I'd bring up the Eagles, but Matt thinks every Eagle sat out. It's so. Uh, <laughs> but that's only perception and bitterness. But how many games... How many games they sit out? How many times you hear about Sidney Crosby on a load management day? Alex Ovechkin, load management day. When does that happen? 
When does that happen? It's a load management day. Not in this league. This league, they talk about load management, the whole thing. They need time off, a break, blah, 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 blah. But you sign the contract. You want the money. you got to go out and earn your money. I mean, that's what the rest of us have to do. We have to earn our money. I mean, I know it's different. I'm not putting putting my, myself out there, you know, my body on the line. I'm not doing that. But I told the story the other day about, you know, I'm in Charleston. I fly to Lansing, boom, do the game, fly back to Charleston, do another game. Because that's what I do. That's my job. That's what I signed on. <laughs> okay? Happily. Didn't matter to me, I had to travel all over the place to do it because that's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you look at all the different things Matt does. Matt's all over the place. I mean, all the time. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't just do this show, he's doing news, he's covering events, he's doing um, TV work, public address announcing, everything like that. I mean, you got people trying to scratch out livings left and right all over the place. How are you going to? earn the respect of the working person out there when every time you turn around in an 82 game season and look, you're not traveling by train anymore you're not traveling by bus you're on a chartered plane that are specially designed for you you are not sitting in coach I know I've traveled on these planes. At one point, Penn State's charter contract was with NBA planes. So I've flown on the Spurs plane, the Wizards plane, the Hawks plane, the Celtics plane. I've flown on all of them. Well, guess what? They're 40-seat planes, all with first-class seating. All of them. And I mean, first, when I mean first class, I mean like lots and lots of leg room. I mean, really. I mean, the that's the problem I have with all this. You're handed all this stuff in a silver platter. Right? You stay in the best hotels. Okay? I'm at, you know, I'm in Atlanta. It turned out that it, by luck of the draw, we're staying at the Ritz. The Spurs are staying in the hotel. These are the hotels they stay in, and deservedly so. It's you know, that's you know that's fine. I, I I don't take that away from anybody. But you can't have your travel any easier in terms of how you travel. You may have to do the old seven-game road trip, which is awful. That's hard. I got it. That's difficult. But I shake my head. It's like they, when they do this stuff, they don't. They act like you, as the consumer, aren't supposed to care. That it's all for good. Like, I'm sorry. That's to me. That's not work ethic. If you're hurt, you're hurt. I got it. If you're injured, you shouldn't be playing. If you're hurt. I got it. Harden's hurt right now. 
Sounds like Durant, you know, Durant's getting himself back from an injury. But I'm looking at this. You got two 37 and 17 teams playing each other tonight. And one team, one team is is not taking it seriously. And your TV partner has put in 1.4 billion dollars covering you. And you're their prime game tonight. And one franchise looked at it and go, nah, it's okay. We're not playing anybody. Really? And the reason why it's a big game tonight is because this can very well determine who gets the number one seed in the East. Because the season series between the Nets and Sixers is tied right now. So the winner of this game gets the tiebreaker for the number one seed. You just... I've never seen... An organization fear its its workforce as highly skilled as they are more than the NBA does. They they fear these people. They fear them. I don't get it. Well, I'm going to tell you the other problem too, Steve. With this, why the players sometimes are a little carefree, shall we say? They want to rest, things like that. I think they had this leverage because of the massive amount of front-runner fans there are for the, in the NBA. When it comes to just the teams themselves, like the Nets, like the Lakers, like the Celtics, or just of these players. And ever since the NBA started these super teams, like with the Warriors a couple years ago and the Heat, etc., people just go to watch them, or but not only just to watch them on the court, they're going to follow them everywhere they go. So even if they're not playing on the court, oh, I can just see what they're doing on Twitter. And sometimes the players are even giving into that and they're tweeting stuff during games when they're not even playing. I know. That's the problem with the that's the problem the NBA has right now is because of this front runner type of atmosphere that's been out there the last several years and its fan base is fine with it. That's the whole problem here. Everybody in the is, national media wants the Nets to win it, the East. I mean, is it is it okay with the fan base? It seems to me. I, I saw I saw the ratings from the finals. They were in the fours. Right. Which yeah, but but that what I'm that's my point. Which, what I'm saying which is, is which is awful. It is awful. But what I'm saying is, the key here is front runner. So even if they're not playing, or even they, sometimes even they are playing. Ah, whatever. I just want to see what he's doing in some, like, rap thing or some music video or what he's doing on in Hollywood or whatever. That's the problem with the fan base right now is because these guys make them accessible to all these different other avenues besides basketball. The fan doesn't necessarily have to care what they're doing on the court. That's the problem with the NBA right now. It's too much Hollywood. It's too much other nonsense that's not basketball. And then when you put them in these big cities... But the ratings are showing that it's... They are right now... uh, They need to have a better commitment. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. It's a dangerous road they're playing on, but I'm just saying that's the reality of of, of the typical NBA fan base. You're going through a pandemic right now, like I'm telling anybody anything here. You're going through a pandemic... And you are 
right now, you don't know how many people are coming back to see your games. You don't know that. You're hoping they all come back. You may have some people that sit back and say, you know what? I got used to not watching them, or I got used to not going to the games. You need commitment more than ever because we are now going into a very uncertain time, and you're coming off a ratings disaster for your playoffs and finals. You're going through a ratings disaster for your return last year when everybody thought that when they finally got back to playing sports again, that the NBA would just kick everybody's backside and rack up big ratings because America could not wait to watch the NBA. And guess what? After the first week, everybody looked around and said, "Um, where are the fans? Why are the ratings so poor? Yep. Well, we'll build it back up. Second week, didn't get better. Third week, didn't get better. Well, they'll be there when the playoffs start. Didn't get better. It'll be better when the finals... No. (laughs) Guess what? It never came to fruition. The NBA fell not all the way off the cliff, but were hanging on by one hand at the end of last season. And they had LeBron in the finals with the Lakers. So you had a the, one of the marquee franchises of the league with the marquee player, the best player of his generation, with a legendary franchise, and they still fell flat on their face. And another super team, Anthony Davis. You name it. But again, I'm talking about the ratings part. You had all that was allegedly going for you. Okay? Captive audience. Okay? All they can do is watch TV. Can't really go out. Everybody's locked down. Marquee franchise. Legendary. Best player of his generation. Legendary. And you got nothing out of it. Nothing. And now you're going to take all these days off? You need to be playing. You need to be showing everybody why people should be watching you. League needs commitment, okay? And not thinking that everything's going so great. I can, I can, you know, I I can do my load management days, right? You just can't keep giving the middle finger to the fan. You can't. Preach. All right. Take a break. Back after the bottom of the hour. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory. They go through that, what, 164-point inspection? That's the Sunbury Motors guarantee right there, a pre-owned inventory. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Roots 11 and 15 and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. I, I think, as you know, over the years, how important work ethic has been to me. Um, it's something that it's important to me because it was really driven home by my parents. I mean, really, I mean, when my brother's on the show, he take a moment, Matt, and ask him about what the words work ethic meant to my parents. Oh, yeah. He's, you guys have talked about it before. Yeah. Same with my parents, too. If only somebody else had heard the same speech growing up. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> By the way, Doug will be on the show. We'll get into this with Doug on Friday. I can't wait. It's just <laughs> going to be. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it's important. Now, it sounds like the get, the old man got off the lawn in, in, in other words, well, because I'm older, I don't understand the modern whatever. You know what? I'm sick of hearing that stuff. I'm sick of hearing that stuff. Work is work. You commit to it, you do it. Okay? Everybody I'm talking to out there, all of you, work really hard. It may not be what you hope to do in life. Maybe in some ways it is. Or, as time went, you really said, you know what, I actually like doing this. Whatever. But you show up every day. 
because you know darn well if you don't, your mortgage or your car payment or groceries are at stake. But you make sure you show up. I've told this story before. I will tell it again. Dick Girardi, and I was kidding around because Dick and I were texting back and forth today. Part of it was about Lamar, and one of, part of it was about Brad Davison coming back for his 50th year at Wisconsin. The uh, Dick went into the U.S. Basketball Writers Association of America Hall of Fame in 2014 at the Final Four in Dallas. You know, it was in Arlington, but the ceremony took place in Dallas. So I flew down for it. Because I just thought it was, you know, you're talking about your broadcast partner here. I mean, right arm. Um, and I thought it was just important to be there. There was another man that went into the Hall of Fame that day with him by the name of George Lapidus. Now, you probably have not heard of him, but he was a writer for the Memphis Statesman and also had done extensive sports talk radio in Memphis for years. And he got up to give his speech. And in his speech, he talked about he was the city writer for the Memphis Statesman. So his job was to cover the the borough, you know, the, the city council, the mayor, and he really liked the job. He liked it a lot. Had made good contacts, felt like he had good relationships, good, you know, good sources, everything. One day the editor of the paper calls him in and says, "George, we're going to have to switch you and I want to switch you to sports." He tells him, "I don't know. I don't know if I want to go." sports I don't know and so he hands him a piece of paper and on the piece of paper is a number and he looked at the number and says okay well I'll switch the sports sure <laughs> well now he has to change his mindset he's now covering sports and the Memphis Statesman always sent somebody to cover the Masters so George Lapidus for the first time in his career representing the Memphis Statesman goes to Augusta National to cover the Masters it's all a learning curve for him. He sees the legendary sports writer Red Smith of the New York Times. And he views it as a golden opportunity to at least ask a question or two to one of the all-time legends in the profession. The way he tells the stories, he walks up to Red Smith in the media tent he says, Mr. Smith, I'm George Lapidus of the Memphis Statesman. I'm new to this. I just started covering sports for the Memphis Statesman. Is there any words of advice you can give me? And Red Smith looked at him. He gave him two words. Be there. Be there. You can't accomplish anything unless you're there. Whether it's in your office, whether it's covering an event, or whether it's playing. You can't advance anything unless you're there. 
And I think that is the cornerstone of what I'm talking about. I mean, am I saying players are lazy? No, players work hard. Now, are they less talented? They're more talented than ever. If you're hurt, you should sit out. If you're injured, you absolutely have to be out. If you're hurt, you need to be out. If you're injured, that takes longer. I understand all of that. Always have. But this sitting out part, where I'm just, you know, we're going to go, I mean, the one that started this really was was um, Popovich, Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs, and he didn't care. He's sitting out guys left and right, league would talk to him, didn't care. And he doesn't care about you, the fan. Popovich didn't care about you, the fan, at all. None. He's made his entire living off fans being in seats. He's made his entire living off fans being in seats. He has made his entire living off TV contracts with people watching on TV. But he doesn't. But he doesn't care about because you know he you know. Now he's won all these championships, so yeah, he feels justified in doing whatever he wants. But that's not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. That's not the commitment you need to have. Now. Would he would he call me ignorant? I don't know what that but here's the problem. He has I don't care what he thinks of me. Do not care. He could talk to the wall. Same reaction. That's nice, Greg. Good, good for you. Right? Now all these people here came out to see your team play, and that's what you gave them. That's what you gave them. That's all these people who paid money who could have spent it on something else are now tempted to spend it on something else because you don't care what they think. You only care what you think. And again, if a player is hurt, and every once in a while it's obvious, a guy's out of gas. Okay, I got it. If a guy's out of gas, he might need a night, night off. I got it. You know, last game of a seven-game road trip? Sure, I understand that. Or at least reduced minutes. But this league takes it too far. Takes it too far. Be there. And believe me, it permeates. So I'm going to tell you another story that's from today. I ran into a colleague of mine. I taught I taught my class today. Long-time respected colleague, friend. And it turned out I was going back to the parking garage, and he was coming out of the parking garage. He was going to teach his class, and I just finished teaching mine. And he, he looked at me. I'm not going to say who it is. He says, you know what? He said, I'm going to teach next year, but I've had it. All of his classes are in person or hybrids, whatever. Oh, actually, he has, my apologies, he's been teaching a lot of his stuff on Zoom, even though he's he's on campus. I've been doing a hybrid, because there are two students I had in class that absolutely said they, they really felt uncomfortable going to class. I got it. 
you are, I said, look, I got it. I want you to take the class with the police. And he said, he'll have X amount of students in a class, and he'll and he'll have and he'll look and he'll have maybe sixty percent of the people there online. And I said to him, I said, I said, now I have a smaller class than he does, so I only have sixteen in my class. The most I've ever had in a class is 14. I've had a lot of 14s this year. There are two that told me at the beginning that they just didn't feel comfortable coming in. Totally understand. But the 14 that are there all, you know, had been there all the time, guess what? It's starting to dwindle. You know, I've had how many students I've had in each of the last two classes? Two and three. Today I had 13 online. I had three sitting in the classroom. The other day, I had two in the classroom, and I had 14 online. Now, why were the 14 online? They're worried about COVID. 9 a.m. class. Woke up late. It was raining. Didn't want to go in. That's their own version of load management. Guess what that's going to accomplish for you in in life? Hey, guess what? The NBA may fear its players, which obviously they do. They never say anything against them, ever, about anything. But in real life, right? The person that runs your company does not fear you. And he was mad about what's happening in his class, and they, and then of course everybody's sitting there. There's, they have a, they either have the picture their picture up or their names on the screen. They you know you can't even you know they don't even put their camera on. This is what we're promoting right now. That's what we're promoting. No offense, that's not going to cut it. Everybody needs time off. Maybe not during the week of a championship game, but <laughs> everybody needs some time off. But that's why there's, a, for us, that's why there's an off season. I, tonight, it's game number what? Fifty five? Game number fifty five tonight. And a lot of the nets aren't gonna be there. Gotta make sure we're ready for the playoffs. Meanwhile, somebody spends $1.4 billion 
And that's the lineup they got tonight on national TV. Nice. Hey, it's your league. Make your own mistakes. And they're not getting minimum wage either. Back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. I mean, there'll be there'll be people of this generation that uh, yeah, maybe they just think I'm old fashioned. That's you want to think that? Okay, that's fine. But I'm not backing off it. I mean, you don't get anywhere unless you work for it. You don't get things handed to you. And even the you know even the stars of this league. Look, LeBron James does play. I mean, he's been out hurt. And then what, a couple of years ago, the Lakers shut him down when they were going nowhere. I got that. But LeBron's the kind of guy that plays 82 games a year when he, when he can play 82 games. He understands what his value is to the league, that people show up to see him. He, get, he does get it. Um, a lot of players feel that way. But what happened was this. The Spurs won some championships by resting Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, and Tony Parker. So people thought, hey, maybe that's the way to go. And then when Kawhi Leonard only played 60 games for the Raptors and they won it, it started giving everybody the idea that that's how you needed to do it because it's such a grind. But that's not a way to build your league. And the NBA can ill afford to fall back. I mean, there's a big picture to this thing. And you just can't keep looking in the mirror and saying, that's that's the picture. That's not the picture. You signed on for this. I mean, obviously, I don't physically put myself out by doing this, but I signed on to be on here five days a week. I didn't, I didn't go like, hey, you know what? I think I'll take Thursday off. I think I'll take Wednesday off. I think whatever. You know. No. And you don't do that at all what you do. Oh, no. All of you out there who just go in every day, clock in, clock out, bust your backsides, understand what I'm saying. The greats of the greats didn't miss games when they could play. Magic, Bird, Jordan, LeBron doesn't. Brady, Jim Brown, Gretzky. I mean, how many games did Gretzky miss? Cal Ripken. Ripken every day. And that's 162 games.